0: hello 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 beautiful people it is your girl after God, aka juicy j aka j money it has been a very very long time and quite frankly it was needed this hiatus was necessary and is necessary because it is ongoing from time to time your girl is probably just gonna be gone I just want to normalize stepping away and making room for mental health and self-care, for rest, respite and rejuvenation because we all need it and where we can achieve it, attain it, experience it, we all should do our best to do so because the best thing we can do to ourselves is be good to ourselves. So I am here in the spirit of being good to myself. Um, Yeah. I hope that everyone listening in right now is blessed. I hope that people are well, as well as they can be in such turbulent and trying times. I pray that folks are safe and are healthy. I pray that people are doing their best to stay alive and to live in a spirit of love as we combat so much hate, so much evil, so much wickedness in high and low places. I am praying for everyone's safety. I am praying for everyone's protection. I'm praying that people are receiving the kind of discernment that they need to be productive, to be constructive, to be okay, to be alive i pray that people are sharpening their their oyster knives that they are tending to their minds their hearts and their spirits and their bodies i pray that people are making time to be sane and to be well when the world is intent on keeping us sick I pray that we find wellness. And so that is my opening prayer for y'all. My opening returning prayer. Um, As you might imagine, this episode is going to be about mental health and self-care. And and I just want to take some time to reflect on some experiences I've had in the past few months. Um. just check in you know I think what's really fascinating about living through a pandemic and um the ultimate collapse of the American experiment is how much we mistreat ourselves and have been mistreating ourselves because of these systems that be um As many of you know, I am a graduate student. And for those of you listening in for the first time, I am a super passionate scholar activist who is really invested in equity across all lines and and areas of life, but specifically of interest for me is the issue of education, and um, the issue of coloniality as it manifests itself through institutions like education public education specifically and through political status um, and territoriality so think of u.s virgin islands puerto rico guam these possessions of the united states and my research is really at the center of the nexus, right? My research is the nexus of all of these issues. So it is the state of education within the conditions of coloniality. Um, And, you know, my work is on home and has been about home since I've been doing scholarship, which has really been since uh, college, and if I really push myself since secondary school, <laughs> um, but as you can imagine, you know, to study home, examine home, research home, be about home, invest in home in an intellectual and scholarly and activist way requires so much time and energy and really just so much of yourself and. While I've been collecting data in the US Virgin Islands and doing research and going into archives and just being a participant observer and living in the islands and among my subjects and really re-acclimating and reintegrating into my 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 hometown, I recognized how utterly exhausting it is (laughs) to research and have to write about home. I have been so passionate about home for so long, for so many years and have been so invested in conducting research that will bring to the forefront so many of the issues we experience in the U.S. Virgin Islands and how many of our problems are so interconnected to the issues that arise within various communities of color and black communities in specific in the continental United States. And Then something happened to me while I was in the field. I became really frustrated and impassioned by what I was witnessing in a really direct way for the first time in a very, very long time. Going back home to collect data as a researcher and native scholar was the first time I'd lived in the U.S. Virgin Islands since I left for college. After college, I just stayed in the States and was working as an educator. And most of my life had really been around developing this interest in education and, and kind of connecting it to other issues I'd become passionate about while I was an undergrad and then just looping it back to home whenever and however I could. And so returning home was an entire process that you can totally hear about in previous episodes in one particular um, called home, case of home, of returning home. Um, Yeah, it was a process. And... I think today was the first time that I recognized just how much of a particularly traumatizing process studying home and researching home has been for me. I not too long ago got off of a video chat with my therapist and I was telling her, you know, I am like hella unmotivated to do my work right now which is to like formulate and write out in detail and in some serious and concerted manner these chapters. And I've been really beating myself up about it. I'm like, damn, just go, why your ass can't just like write? Why can't you not sit and read this article about the history of coloniality in this one American institution and bureaucracy so that you can like launch these arguments, make your claims, and just like move on to the next chapter. And I've really been struggling with that. You know, I've been struggling with like wanting to get back up into action, right? Wanting to reignite, reengage, and reactivate myself. I decided that leaving the US and its US territories. <laughs> And going further down the Caribbean archipelago was what I needed to really kind of reset and recharge. And after being here for nearly two months, I am in a place and position where I think I should be someplace else in my journey of recharging. And it has been frustrating to know that I'm just not in the place that I think I should be. And I've been beating myself up about this fact that I just cannot be motivated, that I just cannot find the motivation to stay engaged in my work. And after talking with my therapist today, it became clear to me that part of the trauma of crises like this taking place in systems and societies that are based upon the perpetual disenfranchisement and dehumanization of people is that we end up forgetting that we need time to heal And that healing is a process you cannot cut short. The trappings of capitalism, I think, are so fierce and so fiercely ingrained in us that we often times fight against ourselves even when we are actively trying to fight against the systems that be at a time when we believe we should really and we know right like not just believe but we know in our minds and our hearts that we should be giving as much attention to ourselves as possible and taking care of ourselves so that we can exist and stay alive while everything around us means to destroy and kill us, we still struggle, right? We still struggle, even though we know these things to be true. We struggle to stay sane. We struggle to allow ourselves to heal. And I just want to recognize and name that healing is a journey. And that while we are in the midst of crisis, it is so inhumane and impossible to believe that we will ever get back to any kind of normal rhythm in any kind of expedited fashion. When the world is ending and things are crumbling around you, we have to stay alive. We have to stay alive. And it is a re-traumatizing process every time we have to face our problems. And as a researcher, and I think we don't talk about this enough, but as a researcher who is researching and writing about her home country, her homeland, and her people, and the ways in which they have been so deeply and severely Marginalized by American imperialism and white supremacy, it's just been difficult. And it has been and will continue to be a process of re traumatization every single time I crack open a book to read about the ways in which this country that is called America has crafted itself in such a manner to ensure my demise and that of people who look like me. And it was just today, in the middle of my therapy session, that I became conscious and aware of the severity of that reality. That it is inhumane for me to expect myself To have the passion and the energy to read about a country and all of its past atrocities in the midst of one of its most egregious atrocities in American and world history. It is insane that I would even think that I would have the strength or that I should even have the strength and the frame of mind consistently and constantly engage work that forces me to deal with the violence of what is America. And it got me thinking how many of us, how many of us are out there right now pushing ourselves to be versions of ourselves that are ultimately going to destroy us that are ultimately going to rip apart what left we have of our humanity. How many of us feel guilty and ashamed for wanting to just rest, for wanting to just nap, for wanting to just lay, for wanting to just disconnect, for wanting to just hide and run away, How many of us feel the weight of that guilt and how many of us have convinced ourselves that it is selfish and unadult and irresponsible to want to tuck ourselves away and wrap ourselves in healing bombs and come back to ourselves as best we can while the world is falling, while our communities are falling. What a predicament. What a predicament and dilemma it is to have to live with the death of things. And yeah, (laughs) that's it. What a predicament to have to live with the death of things. And I think so many of us are are struggling with survivors' guilt and remorse because we are able to live. We are living while so many of us are dying. And we want to keep living. And so how do we do that? How do we take care of ourselves, even in the midst of death? Should we feel guilty about that? As a Black Caribbean woman, immigrant, first-generation American, I have to remind myself that at times like This. My only obligation is to stay alive. It is to breathe. It is to be of a sound mind. It is to find, to locate, to live and sit with peace, even in turmoil especially in the midst of turmoil. And so for my sisters who are listening, my brothers who are listening, for people who are out there having to face what is the death of things in very direct ways and even in indirect ways, I want to encourage you today and to give an offering, which is that you deserve to live. You deserve to find peace. You deserve to rest and to heal and to find respite wherever and however you can, for however long you are able, in whichever ways you are able, because you deserve that. By virtue of being human, you deserve it. We are not animals, we are not robots, we are not objects. We are people with blood coursing through our veins. And we feel everything around us. Even when we are not actively and conscientiously processing, we still process. Even when we refuse to recognize what is happening to us, it still happens. And so the greatest gift that we can give ourselves, the greatest thing that we can do for ourselves is to be kind to ourselves, to be patient with our healing, and to recognize that trauma, the trauma that is in this world right now, is ceaseless, unending. And because of that, our healing too must be unending. It must be unending. The crises have not ended. They only get worse by the days. And so if we are going to continue to live under states of emergencies, how could we possibly expect to be done with taking care of ourselves? How could we? What a silly concept and notion to think that there is a limit, that there must be a timeline on rest and care, relaxation and rejuvenation. It is a cyclical process, healing. You start it, you endure, you come back to it, you evolve, you develop. You elevate, you go to new stages, new levels of it, and you do it all over again. Until the things that once traumatized you don't hit you the same way, or until you've crafted tools to figure out how to mitigate those problems so that they don't impact you in the same way. Either way, it's a process of learning to take care. And so we must, we must take care We must recognize that we are no good to the world if we are no good to ourselves. And so as I speak with you and speak to you, I'm truly just speaking to myself. I am reminding myself that it is okay to not wanna do shit pertaining to a damn thing, including a project about which I have been so passionate since time immemorial, (laughs) that that is okay. It is okay that we are unmotivated. It is okay that we are tired. It is okay that we wanna run away. It is okay, it is okay, it is okay to want to run and hide. And it does not make us less brave, less courageous, less confident, less valuable, less deserving. It makes us human. And for black people in specific, and this is who I'm really preaching to, for black folk, the ones who are bearing the brunt of this nonsense, we, we must indulge in self care at all costs. Because black death is expected. It is celebrated. It is desired. It is voraciously sought after. It is so intently consumed. Our systems require the death of black people. They bank on it on our destruction. And so the best thing we can do for ourselves, and quite frankly, in my opinion, the utmost work we can do in dismantling these systems is to refuse to die. Refusing to die is our greatest weapon. And so we refuse to die by taking damn good care of ourselves, whenever, however, wherever possible. And some of us are more privileged than others, and we name that. Some of us, myself included, can afford to run away someplace else because I have a someplace else, and many of us don't have other places to go to. And so we are where we are, and that is where we must live where we must experience trauma and then somehow heal from it at the same time. And so we have to form communities where possible and be selfish where necessary and remember that we deserve to be okay too. So... I wish you all healing and I wish you all peace and I wish you all moments of respite so that even in the midst of the struggle, we can take care We can love on ourselves, on each other, and we can live. We can live.